I always have to rely on the Holy Spirit to remind me that my life is not my own, that he is in charge and I want to be in tune with whomever comes in my direction. I don't want to miss an opportunity to share. I don't want to miss an opportunity to pray for someone. I don't want to miss an opportunity to give somebody encouragement. Uh, I, I literally ask God, what's my assignment? What's my assignment for today? Welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast, conversations with Christians about lives of faith, integrity, and excellence at work. They are from Christians in Commerce, a ministry supporting and encouraging men and women to be Christ in the workplaces. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, it's Luke Cahill with CIC. Excited to be doing another 9 to 5 podcast. Today we're joined by Sophia Norman from Fresno, California. Sophia is a teacher and professor and many other things, involved in a lot of different things over in Fresno. So excited to be uh, with you today, Sophia. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So I'd love to have you just tell us a little bit about yourself and all the hats that you tend to wear while at work and, and the different things you're involved in. Okay, well, I am a high school teacher. I've been teaching for Fresno Unified School District for 20 years. I have uh, taught middle school for about six years, and then I moved over to high school. And right now I'm at Roosevelt High School, and I teach advanced placement English and mainstream um, junior English. And I am involved with uh, quite a bit of uh, activities in terms of advisor for um, a few clubs, uh, Black Student Union, California Scholarship Federation. I also am an advisor for a Christian club called Set Apart. And I am also serving as um, instructional lead teacher. So I give support to teachers in my department. And when I am not here at Roosevelt, I am teaching uh, this semester specifically, I'm teaching three nights a week at Fresno City College. I teach English 1A, uh, which is um, the um, core class um, when they come into their first um, semester of their college. And um, I've been doing that for 15 years. That's great. Thanks so much for, for giving the overview. I'm very impressed if it takes that long to share all the different things you're involved in. <laughs> the funny thing about it, I hadn't share everything. <laughs> That's the thing I just get paid for. <laughs> Uh, your vocation is is extensive. Yes, I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. Would love to kind of hear a little bit more foundationally, just your faith journey, kind of how that all started, and what have been some influential moments for you along that faith journey. Well, I was born and raised in the church. My grandfather had his own church in Sacramento. So I was raised by a mother who was what they call a PK, preacher's kid. So uh, she definitely passed that foundation on to me. Uh, I, I come from the old school church where, you know, we went to Sunday school, worship service, the message. We wouldn't get out till three. And then we would go home for a dinner break and come back at 630 at night. 
And there were some weeks where we would go in the middle of the week. We had something called YPWW, which is Young People Willing Workers. So it was that was the busy side of church life. But it was actually my mother who taught me about having a relationship. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we can get caught up with a lot of busyness in terms of attending services and doing all the quote unquote church things. But she really taught me about the intimate times with the Lord. I watched her. I watched her pray. I watched her meditate. I watched her fast. It wasn't uncommon for me to come home and see a bunch of different versions of the Bible and commentaries all spread out on the kitchen table. Um, So uh, I really am blessed that I got to watch her model that and not only see her do it, but see the results of it. There have been so many occasions where I watched fruits blossom from, you know, from her prayers or from you know, from her time with the Lord and and I would watch miracles happen. So she showed me very early how real God is. And so when, um, you know, of course, you know, when you, when you get older, you, you know, you start going through those phases where you're trying to search your own way, but it never left me. I always came back to, I always knew where my help came from, which is the Lord. And, when my mother passed away three three years ago, I was equipped. I knew what to do. Um, I even though it was a, a very difficult time, even right now, but I I know where to go. I know who, I know who to turn to. God is constant, so I'm I really am blessed to have that foundation. So teaching, how do you go? Kind of what influenced you, or what led you into that that career field, and ultimately some of the roles you're you're in there related to teaching. Wow, um, ironically, I did not like school, <laughs> so I am surprised <laughs> that I am an educator. But I that's probably part of the testimony as to knowing for sure that this was all God ordained. You know, a lot of times God places us in positions where we never would have seen ourselves, you know, at the beginning. Um, I actually, it's funny because when I was little, I actually wanted to be a nun. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then I was introduced to the Hardy Boys and Sean Cassidy. You probably, I don't, you're probably too young for that, Luke. Do you you remember that? Oh, the Hardy Boys were were my jam for sure growing up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I fell in love with, with Sean Cassidy. So when I was telling my mom that she's, well, you probably, sh- sh- you know, you, you may, the nun, you know, going down the nun path may not work for you. And she was absolutely <laughs> right. But then I, you know, on a serious note, I, I just knew that I was very strong in reading and writing, but I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. And so um, my first semester in college, um, I had a professor, I'll just go by Candace B. She um, actually took me by the wing, ha- had some really great conversations about writing and, um, and, it, and gave me some inspiration. I, I felt safe being around her. And I remember walking away from an office meeting and 
and the feeling I had. And I said, you know what? This is how I want people to feel after working with me. And this is so that's really what what really um, determined, um, you know, what path I wanted to take. I wanted to go into education. I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be that mentor. And plus, I love to write and read. So the combination of that just led into being an English teacher. So um, that's how I got interested in the education uh, career path. Another example of somebody modeling behavior and kind of creating this this inspiring and aspirational example to uh, it sounds like to to kind of set you on your way as you were young and figuring it out. Yes, um, experiences are the best teachers. I mean, you can only get so far from pamphlets and and lectures, and t- you know you can hear people till you're blue in the face, but until you actually experience it. That's what really makes it real. If you want to get off on the right foot each morning, you probably want to check out Christians in Commerce Workday emails. They're short and informative, sent to your inbox early in the morning. Wake up to stories and insights about people transforming their workplace. These daily workday emails inspire and encourage us in living out God's mission, where we spend 60% of our waking hours at work. Sign up today by going to workingforafather.com. Would love to have you talk a little bit about kind of each of the the two education environments you work in and some of those culture and dynamics. Okay. Um, well, clearly, you know, the, the diff, one major distinction between high school and college is that you're dealing with adults versus teenagers. Um, but to my surprise, I'm dealing with some of the same issues um, academically, you know, at the community college level um, as I am, you know, with um, the high school students because I teach the, f- uh, the first level of, of English. So you're getting students who either are right out of high school or they have been out of school for several years and they really are trying to learn how to be a student again. So some of the same type of um, guiding and support that, you know, I would, I would have guessed I wouldn't have needed to do as for adults, but I found myself doing pretty much similar things in terms of providing um, that guidance to being successful. Um, And also too, I'm also dealing with um, in both, uh, you know, in both environments, I'm dealing with a high poverty rate uh, in diverse group uh, culturally. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing to uh, meet and work with people from all over and many of these students are are suffering you know um at going back to the high school experience um i think i find myself being playing um many roles in terms of being not just a teacher but a counselor a, a parent um you know sometimes a protector you know because you're dealing with students who 
um, you know, they're pretty much taking care of themselves. Um, The parents are not available um, for various reasons and um, they're making adult decisions and which, you know, we know from the outside, they're not ready to do. And so I find myself, you know, putting on many hats. And so that's why I know that God has placed me there not to be on a payroll, but to actually serve. And, you know, some of these students, I am the I'm the only constant or consistent thing in their lives. And, you know, something as simple, if I have to go to a, you know, to a training that day and I'm gone, I come and I just, just, it could be just one day. And I, you know, when I come back, it's, it really throws them off, you know, because they really count on me to be there um, because I have been so consistent in the past and I, and I'm the one person that, um, have never really failed them in the sense of being present. So it it really opened my eyes when I get those moments with kids when, you know, their life is, you know, is a little shaken, you know, if I do anything different because this is the only place that they feel that they can get any order in their lives. Um, and also in, in this environment, they're not used to um, being asked their opinion. You know, they've been stifled at home. And so when I ask them what they think, that's a, that's really scary for them. And so, so it's really interesting to get that environment versus the college life where most adults, regardless of their background, most of them have an opinion about something. So I'm able to talk about more mature topics, obviously, but there is also a need, a need there because when I talk to them one-on-one, they have, they, they are in need of a lot of life guidance. Um, they, they're learning how to interact with people. They're learning. Um, some of them are very much a novice, you know, when it comes to technology or where to go, you know, they feel lost and scared and, um, and very, in, they're feeling very insecure about who they are because, like I said, I have some students who been out of school for many years. I mean, they're in their 30s and 40s and they're coming back and they're and they're sharing a classroom with an 18-year-old. And that can, you know, set some internal struggles, you know, when they're in that environment because they feel behind and they feel like they can't do it or it's too late for them. And so God has placed me there to you know, spark some hope and to let them know, hey, yeah, this this is something that you can do. And uh, it's about relationships. I mean, that's no matter whether I'm at high school or at the college, it's all about the relationships that I'm forming. And I know that God is, has postured me there to make an impact and to and to share some good news with them that, you know, that they are special. They they are not a mistake. They are, you know, they do have a purpose in life. And um, it's a privilege to, you know, be that person to um, remind them of that. And I, this morning I was reading uh, Matthew, I believe it's 5 and 14, about 
being that that city on a hill and bringing that light and it's 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 really humbling and to think about it that's great it seems like in both roles you there's a lot writing of on kind of how you show up and how you're present to those kids and adults with each interaction that you have with them how do you find your what's your routine you alluded to kind of reading the bible this morning kind of how would you describe your preparation essentially for each day given the stakes well i am fortunate to be a commuter um, my home is about 30 minutes away from work so the first thing i do when i get in my car i i play a, po- a podcast of of the message from the day, whether it is, you know, Rick Warren or, you know, Dr. Jeffers or, or even, <laughs> or something, or something from CIC, you know, so, it, you know, I, I need that, um, those daily reminders. And I like it when I am being challenged by these speakers, when they raise questions or they challenge me to look inward. And sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit is, orchestrating things through these messages because they're tapping into things that I'm dealing with in terms of spiritual warfare, um, in my relation, you know, whether I'm feeling challenged at the job, do I feel overwhelmed? Um, you know, am I ha- having healthy relationship with my colleagues? And, uh, and then sometimes it's at a personal level and just by how I feel about myself, you know, sometimes you just, you just get lost into things. And so it's really nice to get that, you know, that boost in the morning and to remind me about what my purpose is. And I also like to make a point of dedicating the day to the Lord. Um, I always let, I always have to rely on the Holy Spirit to remind me that my life is not my own, that he is in charge and I want to be in tune with whomever comes in my direction. I don't want to miss an opportunity to share. I don't want to miss an opportunity to pray for someone. I don't want to miss an opportunity to give somebody encouragement. Uh, I, I literally ask God, what's my assignment? What's my assignment for today? And you know, I asked the Holy Spirit to allow me to hear the assignment and recognize it. And sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not. You know, sometimes even though I do make an effort to go through these routines, it just takes a second to take your eyes off the Lord. You know, something unexpected. Uh, you know, whether it's something that happened on the road or whether it's something, uh, or when I first come to my door, there's a crisis with the student or, you know, so, something didn't fall through, you know, with the project. I mean, it, it doesn't take, or I get a bad phone call or I get an email, you know, over something that, that was, you know, that may have been, uh, and I misunderstood or, you know, or an unexpected doctor's appointment. I mean, all these, just these little things that can, you know, distract you. And it, in the moment you take your eyes off the Lord, that's when, you know, you're vulnerable, you're vulnerable to crash. You're vulnerable to um, look, you know, look to the flesh. And when you are vulnerable, you are, uh, you tend to want to take control 
And so that's why it's so important to get fueled up every every day and be intentional uh, about everything we do. Because the moment we take our minds off, it, it's, you know, we can be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's just beautifully said, though, in terms of kind of the role in your your how you equip and prepare for each day, you know, and kind of just the you know, what's my mission today, God? That's beautiful. So I'm guessing there's been some lessons learned over your time in the education field. So would love to hear any story, and you've kind of alluded to some of these these lessons learned, but would love to hear any specific stories that have helped form you or that, that have been kind of powerful moments in, in your career. Okay. Um, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but, you know, my life-changing stories are always centered around relationships. And I, I guess I would have to think about the stories that is centered around grace. I am a type of person where um, I can get into my zone of wanting to do things right. And whether um, it is a project with a with a colleague or a project with my students, I have these high expectations, and sometimes I am not always as understanding when people do not follow through on things as I would like. And uh, I just remember, you know, you know, with the students, you know that I have really been working hard on, you know, some steps to take, you know, to getting some um, scholarships and, um, and also some uh, entries to some colleges. And, you know, it's like I was really working, you know, diligently putting a lot of time in. And it's like, they had this one, you know, asked them to do this one thing to, you know, get it in and they didn't follow through. And I remember being really upset, you know, and just trying to tell him, I don't understand how can you have taken this so lightly? And then it's like, then I must see the the look on the, you know, on the student's face. And it's like, okay, I don't want to leave any scars. I want to traumatize people. But then the Holy Spirit just, just whispered about, the many times he's shown grace on me and I was very convicted by that. And I've had those experiences with colleagues as well, where, you know, I've had, I've had shown grace. I don't know what that person went through that morning. I don't know. They, you know, they could have had, you know, an argument with their parent or they could have had their car had could have brought, broken down on the way and, or they may have been sick the night before. I don't know you know, what the situation was that, that affected them to not fall through. And that's the way God is with us, you know, and, you know, he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows what makes us tick. He knows what can cause us to um, flounder. And he just loves us unconditionally. And sometimes I have the same mistake. I sometimes do the same error over and over and over. And yet he loves me anyway. So I have the audacity to get to be impatient with someone because they did not do something in a timely fashion or they didn't do it the way that I wanted them to do it. And I just I just thank God for 
brushing that over my spirit and making me realize like, hey, you know, see that cross? It's bare. It's bare because I had grace. That's wonderful. I'm feeling convicted right now <laughs> as well for the same reason. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're so right. Hmm. And I think also, too, I, another issue would be surrendering. Um, in education, I am not dealing with a product. I'm dealing with human beings who have free will. And sometimes they, you know, people do not respond or or behave the way you expect them to or hope they will or or hope that they will change, turn their lives around and they don't in the time that you expect. And it takes a lot to surrender that person. And that, you know, because I find myself sometimes going back to the whole college scholarship thing. Sometimes I'm up in the middle of the night stressing over their scholarship more than they are. <laughs> and, and then, but then the guy is like, you know, just give it to me. Just give it to me. So everybody wins when you, when we surrender because I feel better. And then I'm letting God do his thing and everything turns out great after all. And then I realized that was wasted energy. And so I, I think that's another concept that keeps being taught to me in this field, surrendering. Um, it's, that's huge Amen. for me. So you work with you know, teens and, and young adults and some older adults as well, but kind of honing in more on the, the young adults and kind of as a, as a generation, if you will, or as kind of a, a, a group of, of people, kind of what do you see as the struggles or frustrations, maybe aside from just some of the poverty-related kind of items, but, but what do you see that kind of they're struggling with given the world and kind of their broader environment? I, I think just there is a sense of hopelessness um, that's going around uh, because they, people in my environment have not seen a whole lot of success. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about failed marriages. I'm talking about, um, you know, brothers and sisters who, you know, who disappear. And it's, it's this teenager that's doing the, doing the taking care of in terms of, you know, they're being a parent instead of, you know. And so it's like this, that sense of, okay, this is the way my life is always going to be. They don't, they, don't, they don't have any anticipation for change. Um, I get the same thing with my colleagues. I, I don't know what it is. You, know, you, you meet those people, they seem like they are a magnet to chaos. It just, it just seems like it always goes to that person. It seems like they're always going through something. And, and they kind of have accepted the idea that this is their life. And so, and because the Lord has allowed me to go through similar seasons, I believe that God has put me in their path to give them hope and then let them know, hey, you know, everything's for a season. Um, you know, this too will pass. You know, God is still on the throne. You have to just, just be those reminders um, because it just seems like when things are happening all at the same time, it's hard to be sober minded. It's hard. It's hard to see things clearly. 
And so you get deceived. And, and that's what we we're talking about earlier. We, the moment we take our eyes off the Lord, that's when everything falls apart. We, as chaotic it may, as it may be, you know, we can't stare at the circumstance. We, we got to keep looking at God no matter what happens and just to watch him in action because the, the Bible says to be still. When everyone else is in, is in uproar, you be still and know that I'm God. And so that's what I get to remind my colleagues um, and my students. I, can't, I mean, obviously, I have to be very um, careful, you know, in a public school about how I encourage that. But I let them know, hey, hey look, it's a miracle is going to come. And it, it will, you know, this season in life will end. And I'm, you know, and so just keep your chin up, keep your hope up. Um, you know, always let them know that they're in my thoughts. Um, that's something that I'm not, you know, limited to say. I can tell them, hey, you know, I, even though I don't ask them to pray, I let them know. I, I say you are in my prayers, and you know, and the look on their faces when I say things like that because it just makes a big difference in in their life that to know that there's somebody out there thinking about them, you know while they're going through this and that they are not alone. And I think that's another major thing. Uh, many people, adults and students, loneliness. And I had a chance to read this book called Uninvited. And it was that same concept of, is nothing worse than feeling alone in a crowd. So there's a lot of pain in my faculty. There's a lot of pain you know, in my in my classroom with students, um, that is something that's pretty constant. Is this this false sense of loneliness? That's not true. We know God is never leaves us, but but I think that once we help student, will help people, not just stu- not just particular students, but people understand that to become familiar with God's voice and who He is, they'll start to realize He's always present. Well, I think just hearing your story, Sophia, it's good you're involved in all the things you are <laughs> work-related because there's a lot of darkness there, and to have the light that you bring through the Holy Spirit is, and your faith and your hope is uh, both necessary and appreciated. And, and there's probably a lot of people who may be teachers one day or whatever they choose to go into, and they, they look back uh, and and their interactions with you in the same way that you think back on the the model that your mother was for you and her her prayer approach to to prayer and her faith as well as kind of that other teacher. So this has been exciting and inspiring for me, Sophia. And so I really just appreciate you taking the time to to share your more about the the work that you do and uh, just how you've how your journey has progressed over the years. Well thank you. I'm humbled by the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You'll want to check out our website at workingforourfather.com. It's constantly being updated with new content to support you and others in living your faith at work.